This is exactly right. I love that we're traveling on my birthday. I know. That's the that's the what we give up for this podcast. What if I get the whole plane to sing happy birthday to you? I will A quit this podcast. <laughs> we never talk to you again. <laughs> you know that's my sensitivity. I cannot in a restaurant have anyone singing happy birthday, right? No. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't think so, but I couldn't remember if it was like funny or horrifying for you. Well, a plane would be bad because then you just have to sit there. <laughs> I like a restaurant, like, when, what'd you say? I think it'll be the best, because it's unexpected. Well, so people hate your guts. It's like, in a <laughs> restaurant, you can join in or not, yeah. but in a plane, then you're, you're just trapped with fake fun. But, like, remember when we were at that restaurant in Portland, the, uh-huh. the turkey restaurant, and uh-uh. oh yeah, uh-huh. and someone sang happy birthday, and it was so fun. Oh, uh, yeah. I always sing along. Do you sing along? Always. It's Always. It's like, not, I mean, I mean, like, people I don't know. Uh, it's the most fun. It is. Like, you're so happy for them. Yes. They have friends or a loved one. That they're celebrating. That yeah. it, this is a good thing. We're all in some way glad you're here. Or then if it's just like a couple on a first date, you're like, did one of them make it up to seem fun that it's their birthday and tell them? Or like, is it And girl- are they that pathetic that they have to make up birthdays to be fun? Or is it a girlfriend who just got dumped and her friend's with her and she's like, you know what? You deserve a candle. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to get you free hot fudge. <laughs> That's how much I love you. Hey, this is my favorite murder. <laughs> we started. <laughs> We're the true crime podcast that asks the question, what if we talk about other stuff for, and also <laughs> that's the question mispronounce things in a that's, weird way. It sounds like I'm a, that's her tagline. Hobo. <laughs> I said it. Um, this is the first, uh, this is the first podcast episode slash transmission from the podcast uh, nook of my new apartment it's a loft there's wrestling memorabilia everywhere because th- uh, we watch wrestling name this place uh we watch murder that's the, this is a we watch that's what murder the loft is called loft. yeah that's awesome because they record here they get they get one wall of murder mem- of podcasting mem- nope where am i wrestling of wrestling memorabilia <laughs> and we get one and a half very filled out very full of gifts murderino gifts to us Yes. One of which we just got and I'm so in love with. It's these like plush pillows, one for each of us. This girl got custom made fabric of squirrels and bunnies and foresty stuff. And it's adorable, but there's also murder scenes and like (laughs) it's cartoon murder scenes and skulls and bones and like buried bodies. Yeah. And And strips of material that say stay out of the forest. It looks like, you know, police do not cross line, but it says stay out of the forest. And they're amazing. Let's give her a very cute shout out. It's called, uh, her name is Mariah and it's Etsy.com. And her name is Kukalamaka. Kukalamakala? What's that? <laughs> I don't know. You're right. I'm just throwing it out there. That's right. Huh. It's K-O-O-K-A-L-A-M-A-K-A. I hope she's selling these because they're fucking incredible. And they're like, 
they're like legit well and also they're on this um for all the other people who've given us lovely gifts just know they're here they're all they're all around us right now somebody um tweeted at me the other way the other day did your lava ball necklace make it back from the fox theater (laughs) which was like first the first leg of the the tour way long ago and i would like to report to that person yes of course it did (laughs) um it's not it's not in this loft it's somewhere in my kitchen but we all the stuff people give us we ship back and then we like sit in it it's gonna be once it's all up and i've (laughs) finally dealt with it it's gonna be this place is gonna be a fucking hoarder's nightmare of murder so good um so thanks for those Thank you. Lovely gifts. Uh, oh, so now we have to talk about casting Jean Bonnet. Because <laughs> you guys were like, I thought you were going to. Yeah. Um, so here's what. The, I'll just do the quick version of yeah. the what happened. We get, decide what we're going to do is do our first ever live watching podcast recording where together George and I watch casting Jean Bonnet and comment on it as it goes and basically have that kind of experience. Hilarity ensues. Wouldn't that be hilarious and fun and just fascinating? Yeah. Um, turns out, no. Um, <laughs> I would say Karen? we got, well, it turned out that casting John Bonet was not the thing we thought it was. Yep. It was a different thing. I would personally say it was a study on the, uh, strange, personalities and behavior of actors yeah that's close there was a lot of um the desperation of the (sighs) of show business there were a lot of other things happening besides just the story of jean benny ramsey's murder then maybe this will finally be the thing that catapults me much like my favorite murder wasn't when we started (laughs) yes because we never uh yeah (laughs) and it was a lot of opinions of people that I didn't care about their opinions. It's their opinions seemed super made up. Yeah. And as we all know, no one likes to look in the mirror. Right. So I was sitting there going, <laughs> you were fucking pissed. Lady, about shut that. your mouth. You don't know anything about it. And then I was like, Oh, damn it. Um, so it was not, I think we got 15, 20 minutes in and we just like looked at Steven. And we're like, turn it off. This is not because I couldn't, it wasn't even like I could riff about it. Yeah. It was too weird. Lots of the things that were happening were visual. Yeah. Or feel like, like just bad vibes and we were basically sitting there kind of shitting on normal people who are tricked into being in, t- in this documentary i think in the beginning when we didn't realize what it was we were like this is funny and it's good and like we were being really funny and riffy and then it got kind of sad and then we just i realized we had both been sitting there in silence for five minutes yeah <laughs> and it was like this isn't what do we do for this week's episode? Because this <laughs> isn't fucking it. And so we put up a live, our, one of our favorite live episodes. One of our favorites we that were people gonna, had been asking for. And too. we were going to put out anyways. We've, we've built in a security system Thank so God. that we can take artistic chances. Yeah. Um, but that was not one we should have ever. <laughs> this week is one we're going to take and I feel like it's going to go well. This is a good one. Steven, was this your idea? The Q&A episode? Yes. Uh, I think, it was, I think it was we all like. Was it Georgia? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It was. <laughs> such a brat it was like i hated it the look well, on your face when i just looked over at you right now you were just like "Ooh, i hate my it was like i hate myself why do i just let everyone have it we can all enjoy it, was my, it. and yet dude, I st- you don't think i do that all day long that's all anyone if you think of good ideas you want credit for such it. a fucking know-it-all it sorry George's idea. <laughs> thank you steven. steven's cheeks are all red and now he feels like, a deep shame for something he had nothing idea to do and i like stole it did you steal it no i Stephen. No, you're good. Thank you. Stephen, let her off. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, Q&A. It's going to be good. (laughs) You are correct in your A. 
the, the cue is it. Never mind. Go on. Well, I was just going to say, did you have something to say about John Bonet? Looked like you were going to pick up the mic. Oh, I was going to say, we ended up watching like 45 minutes of it. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. You have to, so if you want to pay $1,000 to listen to that, <laughs> give it to charity. We don't need it. But you can't. Also, you know, you're not allowed to. We won't tell you what charity it is. <laughs> You're such a marketer. You're such a like, how do we take this thing and turn it into... I love it. I'm a know-it-all and I'm a fucking marketer. I'm a know-it-all. I'm a non-marketer. So... Pick one. I mean, there's all these lanes we can be in. But here's the thing. Know-it-alls, it's because we have experience being right. And so it's... You know what I mean? You know why? It's because we actually know it all. Everything. I mean... If there's anything this podcast has proven is that we know everything. We know everything down to science someone tweeted and said please make sure people understand that it is important to to give like resuscitation and like it was something where it was a person who had a lot of experience who was just like you've basically told people they don't have to give um, oh my god I yeah artificial this. artificial respiration or whatever any of that she is was like, like there's a thing on the wall man when you yeah, just pull it don't off. worry about it you can pull the thing off the wall there's a woman look like please no yeah. that's not true at all there's a blowhorn on the wall and if you just <laughs> ram it in their face and blowhorn in their face they're fine you don't have to give cpr you don't have to know cpr anymore no congratulations yeah um okay so but something came out of the jean benet episode yes that's right because we did take the time at the beginning to reveal each other's tramp stamps to each other which, which we is, promise yes thank god karen remembered that yeah, so so we're actually going to play that was real time. Yeah, I mean, we're going to play that back for you. We're not going to recreate it. Yeah. So we're going to play you our reveal that we promised you of our tramp stamps. Go. Quickly tell everyone how and why uh, and where and under what conditions you got your tramp stamp. Go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I had my heart broken really bad for like the first big time ever. It was, I was like 19 and it was like ripped from my fucking chest. Mm-hmm. And I just needed a distraction so badly. I was so sad that I was just like, I'm getting a fucking tattoo. <laughs> so I had my friend. Perfect who, solution. You know what I mean? I was just like, I need something else to fucking focus on. So I had my friend who had a bunch of tattoos take me to the tattoo artist in Orange County that he went to who ended up sucking yeah and I got hearts on both my like upper flanks <laughs> what do you, <laughs> you you use the word flank which is great uh, and perfect you can see that in your mind absolutely so it's two red hearts with a black little outline on them they're cute yeah it's almost like you like you accessorized yourself permanently yeah yeah I don't mind them, I and mean, I never see them. I forget they're there, and it totally worked. It totally distracted me. Yeah, that's great, guys. Get a tattoo if you're sad. Yeah, it's perfect. What about you? Uh, I just have a salmon. That's so weird. I just have like, a picture of a salmon. Is yeah. it like a fillet of salmon on a plate <laughs> with like some parsley? On it's it? some delicious braised salmon. It's a. Uh, it actually looks exactly like the sticker on the back of a fisherman's truck cab. You know those? Yeah. The, it's like oh, here I like fishing these specific kind of fish. It's based on that picture. Is it color? No. Or is it okay? Why did you get that? Um, alcoholism <laughs> and we. Why the, is salmon? I've told this story before, but the original plan was we were going to get Pogue Mahone tattooed on our asses. It was me and my two other alcoholic friends. What's that? Or I mean, party friends. It uh, that's Gaelic for kiss my ass. So oh. we, we thought we were drunk. We thought it'd be very funny, very funny to get that tattooed on our ass. So we went to the tattoo. Um, 
parlor on Sunset mm-hmm. that's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And when we told the guy that was a plan, he refused to do it. He said it would look terrible. <gasps> the words would have to be too big. Good for him. Thank fucking God for him. But then my friends who also already had tattoos had backup like plan B's right. immediately. Right. And I was just standing there still totally drunk and like, I don't know. And so I did like a thing that I thought would be kind of funny or like... I can't really explain it. It's just the perfect symbol of how I did everything in the 90s. It's almost like a, it's a fuck it tattoo. Yeah. It's a, who fucking cares about life tattoo? It's a permanent fuck it, which is what's stupid about it. Well, it's on your back. Who sees it? Nobody. Not me. I mean, when you're walking away. Not me. Not me. Um, I love the fact that you hate fish. Yeah. I can't eat it. You can't eat fish. Can't eat it. All right. Steven, look away. We're going to show each other our tramp stamps. Oh, Can I, right. Karen, show me your salmon. It's not going to be good. Your salmon tail. It's not a whale tail. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, wow. It's actually done really well. Is it? It's really light, too. Yes. It's like a shade. It's well shaded. I was expecting like a cartoon outline of it. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's actually done really well. It's not as big as I thought it would be. He's wearing glasses. You can- <laughs> Yeah, he's got a cigar in his mouth. Uh, for, for me, it feels humongous, like the size not, of a palm of my hand. It's not. And honestly, and I'm not just, you don't need to do this, but if you wanted to get that removed, I bet it would take just a few sessions i bet it would because it's it, not that it just looks almost like veins like it's, strangely placed veins right now it's really light but okay are, let's see yours. Are you ready mine isn't and if i ever want to get removed i just have to cut my flanks off oh uh, okay. at least you have flanks yeah talk about mud flaps oh america i wish you could see what i'm seeing right now kind <laughs> <laughs> of cute right <laughs> <laughs> it's such a 19 year old Georgia it's move It's so good I mean they, it looks like two Mrs. Grossman stickers On either side of the above of your butt cheeks That's <laughs> so funny Fuck it man Just kind of classic Yeah fuck it Adrian thank you for breaking my heart Thank you for having a girlfriend the whole time you were dating me <gasps> Oh Adrian Thank you for ghosting me Adrian what did you think was going to happen <laughs> And also do you still feel that now That human impact uh, hangover that you left uh, yeah. Do you feel it? We're friends on Facebook. Blech. No, you know. That's uh, why I can't be on Facebook. I'm so much better than him. <laughs> <laughs> now, I won. And you got the hearts to prove it. And I got the fucking hearts to prove it. The wow! broken hearts and the butt hearts. Mm. The heart of your butt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's tattoo. Okay, we just corner. had to we had to get that cleared up before we re- could give our full attention. We can't keep talking about it and then not do it. That's exactly right. Okay. Ah, I uh, remember. I remember, uh, and then so something did come out good of. Yeah, we learned a little more about each other. Mm-hmm. We're just building that bridge of love. If you had to get another tattoo, what would it be? Your face <laughs> next to the salmon. <laughs> On the salmon, you're <laughs> you're the salmon's birthmark, and it's all fate. <laughs> it's like God's Cute close up look. God's own salmon. I mean, I feel like obligated to get a stay sexy don't get murdered tattoo you do i do but then what if it all goes to shit and i'm like reminded every day (laughs) that like this ended in a fire well you'll be reminded every day anyway so you might as well like make it look like you have some sort of sense of humor about it that's true you can't or and then i if i get stay sexy don't get murdered when it all goes to shit i can write i didn't stay sexy don't get murdered at the top of it they're all so they're so adjustable (laughs) tattoos there's nothing more flexible than a tattoo um oh and then oh i wanted to read a corrections corner email yeah right yeah (laughs) guess what i was wrong about stuff this is georgia by the way uh this is from (laughs) 
How do you say that name? Let's see. Shiloa? It's got to be better than Shiloh. Shit. You're right. How come I can't put letters in the correct? Because you, you panic. I have panic dys- dyslexia. Is that don't, thing? don't you think? Like the second yes. you look at it and it's not immediately recognizable, you're like, you're going to get it wrong. And then you don't let yourself. I also don't think that the I do want to say that the name Siobhan, the spelling is not there. I think I've said that before. Anyways. You, the Irish name Siobhan? Yeah. Have you no, seen it's, it's in spelling? It looks like Sioban. It's not fair. It's cr- insanity, As but some- that's Gaelic. That's like a whole different language. Okay. As someone who can't read things, it's not fair. Okay. Yeah, that one's not fair. First of all, I wanted to thank you for, Shelley, for sharing Mitrice's tragic story. That's a couple episodes back. That's Mitrice Richardson, a really great, not great, but a horrible story that's important. Okay. Anyways, I think it's incredibly important for the public to be aware of such mishaps and encourage law enforcement entities to learn from these tragedies. Both of the agencies mentioned in your story have been around for a long time and have both wonderful triumphs and shameful pieces to their history. Uh, my correction is to bring awareness that the LAPD and the LA County, Sh- LA County Sheriff's Department are not the same thing. Yeah. Hi. Uh, both are two enormous departments within the County of Los Angeles, and lots of people think that they are uh, synonyms for each other. However, when referring to specific cases, especially when there is when there was neg- uh, neglect or misuse of powers, it's important to hold the correct agency accountable. In your retelling of the story, you actually referred to both. However, this was entirely the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department case. LAPD was not involved whatsoever. Thank you, Stephen, for taking the time to read this. (laughs) (laughs) I only made the correction because I know that you have such a large audience and don't think that incorrect information, especially in such a turbulent social and political climate towards law enforcement, should be perpetuated. True. A small additional correction, a law enforcement officer is never trained to shoot someone simply to injure them. For instance, hit them in the shoulder or the leg, said Georgia. Uh, he didn't write that, or she didn't write that, I just said that. There are, tw- there are other tools at their disposal for less than lethal force, and the firearm is only meant for one purpose. Wow. Interesting. If I can ever be of any help on any of these topics, please feel free to reach out. I think we needed this person in an entire episode. Yes, for sure. I am a forensic psychologist with a research background in police psychology, and I also have law enforcement experience. Keep up the amazing work, ladies. I love all that you do. Shiloh. Shiloh. (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much for that email. I mean, listen. You know what's embarrassing to me about that email is I have, as I've mentioned several times, a lot of relatives in the San Francisco Police Department. Right. But I also have had relatives that are sheriffs. Uh, So I feel like if anyone should have known that very big difference i should have at least said something the comedy writer no why would you know that i don't know i just feel like that's something i kind of know back in the back of my mind but i think it's because they were they do it in different areas so like if you were to tell me they were synonymous i would have been like oh yeah that makes sense to me that was a perfect email of telling us why we were wrong and also information that we do really need to know. Yeah, I'm so happy to get those in the same way that when we were told that uh, you don't say prostitute, you say sex worker, we have just completely tried never to do that again. And I fucking correct people all the time in the, in the most cocky way. <laughs> Actually, dad, I corrected my dad the other don't, day. <laughs> don't you feel like there's nothing better, there's nothing more quickly that you do that with new information oh, than yeah. turn around and use it on somebody else. Oh. Like that's my favorite thing. Oh, the second I'm in it, the second somebody says anything about the sheriff and the LAPD, I'm going to be like, I, I'm sorry, excuse me. I don't mean to interrupt your dinner. Those are two <laughs> different entities. They're not synonymous. 
And do I use that word? <laughs> um, and it's because we know everything. Yes. Even, even until we learn it and then from there on. No. But then, yeah, but then we still know it. And time is a flat circle. uh so last week when we we played our live episode from indianapolis is that right Mm -hmm. and karen's fucking fabulous murder (laughs) what was her name bell gunnis bell gunnis had a a fucking thing in the newspaper asking for her husband that she was going to murder and it said at the end triflers need not apply and we said to you guys at this show we're that's our next shirt and guess what it is yep let's do birthday corner oh go to my favorite murder shirts.com <laughs> i'm all over the place i love it uh karen yes when this comes out it will know, be my birthday god willing if when this comes out <laughs> i could be dead soon that's true well, i was thinking more that the entire world oh. will implode and there won't be a sec- in two days and the no grid way. off the grid the grid will be down that's going to take at least four more months i'd say four days so <laughs> when this comes out on thursday we have let's see wait two days two days the we grid can make won't it in go two down days? yeah friday we're fucked but on thursday <laughs> happy birthday thank you kindly i'm so excited for you we're going to be on tour yep um it's a dream birthday i get to be in a hotel room which i love <laughs> Uh, I get to go do shows for our fans, which is the most fun, oh my God. the biggest like ego boost, the most, the best way to make a living. Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic about the hotel room. No, oh, that's I right. could live in hotel rooms. Oh, yeah, There's nothing I love more. I thought you were going to get like real dark and deep of like, I'm going to be alone. No. Okay, you're happy. I'm going like, to be alone. I'm going to be alone. I was like, Vince and I will take you to dinner. I was like, <laughs> how much do you want to be with a couple that's like... No, you just make out the whole time. <laughs> anyway, you guys, what TV shows do you like? <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish I had a show on your birthday. That would be so fun. Just travel. The best part about touring. Can I bring you a donut on on stage on Friday at the DC show? <sighs> Whichever one's first. Or do you not want a whole audience singing happy birthday to you? You probably do. Oh, I absolutely demand okay. it. Okay, great. Yeah. Stephen, what were you going to say? <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah, just happy birthday. Oh, it's thank so you, exciting. Steven. Thank you, Steven. I'm pretty excited. It's I mean, exciting. at my age, you stop caring about birthdays. <laughs> and I know that people say that. It's a real mom thing to say, well, you threw a dish towel over your shoulder. But you really <laughs> just, you know. I think at 23, you stop caring about birthdays unless you're really just. <laughs> unless you're really looking for something. Yeah. Really searching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that got dark. Yeah. Hey, let's get questions asked at us. Okay, great. That was our new idea of questions. My, my, it's a Q and A episode. Everybody, get ready. Dun, 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 dun. Did you make any kind of keyboard music for oh, the Q and A episode? Steven. I got two days. <laughs> <laughs> two days. Yes. Can you do? You think okay. you lay in like ready keyboard exciting dun, music? Dun, dun. Oh, I just saw Guy Branham, so I'm thinking about you know talk show game show. So I gotta. Yes. Okay. Let's pause right here for Steven to put his his music in. Q and A music. Steven, that, that was, was amazing. It's all teed up now. What if it's just a baby screaming? <laughs> just the Jeopardy theme. <laughs> oh, that's really good. With a baby screaming over it? That's perfect there. Um, so here's some stats. Uh, 400 emails in 3.5 days. Whoa. Wow. Um, and yeah, that's the only stat, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, other stat is that's the only stat. That's stat the stat. words. 
So the first question I thought would be the most interesting is who thought of the name My Favorite Murder and what were the this oh Jessica asked this uh, and what were the other name alternatives? Oh, never any other alternatives. It came out real fast from what how I remember it. Uh, I was I believe we were on the phone. No, we were. I thought we were at Cafe One Hundred One in a booth. Oh, that's very possible. You mean at our like that four hour? One of our. I think it was the one where I finally was like, can we make this a podcast? And I was like, meet me here. We're doing this. Okay. And then we, we like slowly came up with the idea. Not slowly. I think it was like pretty rapid fire. It was pretty fast. And then I think I went to pee and came back and you were like, what about this? Yeah. And then I was like, yes. And that was it. Yeah. There was never any... I, I- I, I remember the notebook I brought and I recently went to find the page of like notes I took and like what we could do. And there wasn't any because it was just like, okay, let's do that. Yes. I just remember you came out uh, with the, it was like, it was your idea to do it. And then it was, you brought the hometown murder idea. So it was almost like it just went, it was like watching something lay out in mm-hmm. front of you where you're just like, oh yeah, this. Um, I remember I remember pitching that, but I, for some reason, I remember being on the phone. But then I it also absolutely remember... absolutely could have been. I mean, who knows? I, yeah. Really. Listen. I would never argue it. But I do remember that night going home, and because I was... I think I said verbally to you, mm-hmm. what if we'd had like a, a kind of a dark, mm-hmm. uh, true detective style theme? And then I went home just to... I just sat in my TV room and did what is now the actual yeah. theme. One, ver- one take. It was a one take kind of example. It was supposed to be an example. Yeah. That's why the sound is so bad on it. Oh, I wonder if we still have the text. I still have the... Um I still have the recording you sent me because it's in all the texts on, on your iPhone. Yeah. But I just want, it's got to be in there somewhere of like, how's this song? And I, and I think I was like, great, let's do it. Yes. I think you recorded it after we recorded our first episode. Yes, that's right. Because yeah. the first one didn't have anything, right? I don't know. I think the first one, we just needed to put it. Oh, we put it opening. in after. Yeah. All right. Is this interesting? I don't know. <laughs> Are you interested? I don't, I'm interested. I guess I am. This is fun. I, do you know what I love? Talking Us? about ourselves. <laughs> Totally. You know what this podcast is? Talking about ourselves. Totally. Yes, we're talking about other stuff. Yeah. Um, if <laughs> if you switched bodies, freaky. This is from Melissa. <gasps> yeah. If you switched bodies, freaky, st- freaky Friday style for one day, what would you do as the other person? I would touch my big boobs. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm sorry. I'm touching your boobs. I just immediately was like, I'd have big boobs. <laughs> I would. Um, Start off with your most insane outfit, like your most oh. your most um, extreme vintage dress. I know which one it is. Pre breakfast, uh-huh. and I would change my clothes twenty five times that that day because I have so many clothes. Because you have so many outfits, yeah. and you have so many combinations. And Georgia's this, this thing I call. I have one shirt. I call it my meeting shirt. And every time we <laughs> George and I have a meeting together, I show up in the same shirt. George had a lot of meetings lately too, so it's kind of been like it's pretty hilarious. And I'm like. I am like, what am I going to wear? Yep. And I'm like, should I leave now? I'm already 50 minutes late. <laughs> um, but then Georgia rolls up in clothes that I'm like, I remember people wearing that in 1982. <laughs> like these outfits that are so rad and perfect. Thank yeah. you. So um, I would do outfits. I have a shopping addiction. It's a problem. No, but Great. I did show up to therapy today in like my favorite like sweater and my therapist almost started crying because she was like, I had that yeah. when I was in elementary school. <laughs> You have so many clothes that I had in elementary school. It's hilarious. Really? That means yeah. a lot to me. Uh, I love dressing. I love, 
outfits. This is what happens when all you have is hand-me-downs when you're a kid from like boys, like your older cousin, boy cousins. You become a shopaholic and yeah. then just have all the clothes. Yeah. Anyways. And the cutest dresses. Thank you. I'd touch my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Still. I would. Oh, you know what I would do too? I would, I would have cleavage. The, I... I'd learn what it was like for someone to talk at my boobs. You know how like girls are like, he just stared right at my boobs when he's talking. That's never happened to me. So I, uh, I think when you have big boobs, well, it just depends on the kind of person you are, but I've been the person that's been like, I know, you know, these are not the droids you're looking for. I'm sorry to objectify you. <laughs> no, it's okay. And I'm not, I'm sorry if I make you uncomfortable. It's okay. I'm, I'm just so have had like, most basically in an a cup my entire life i've always wanted to be the kind of girl that like oh it's a special party i'm gonna put on yeah. i'm gonna get put a push-up bra on and put on like this dress but m my boobs like in that scenario it looks rated x it's like it looks it looks lo it looks like it's not for public consumption i also have like a sadness around showing too much skin or it's like why do i have to do this in society like i get i definitely when i'll try to wear a low-cut shirt i get sad yeah you know what i mean like you feel like you feel like you have to yeah like i feel objectified like i'm doing to you right now so <laughs> congratulations it's okay. fun when your friend does it though okay <laughs> it is right it's a compliment um so this is a question that we got from a lot of people, oh. but I had a question about it because oh. isn't the first episode technically your favorite murders? John Bonet and the Sac Sacramento's East Area Rapist. Oh. Are, the, mm. are those technically your my favorite murders? We can ask that a lot when it's like, what is your favorite murder? And right. I just don't think there's an answer. No. So, so then my question is, uh, has that changed um, since you've started doing this podcast? Has like, has like your, what, you would consider your favorites? Has it changed at all since you started? I would say it has changed because um, it, to me, it's this, it's the murder story. Mm -hmm. The best thing that lays out as a story mm -hmm. is become my favorite because when it's like a person that's um, say, it's just like they killed a bunch of people in one day at the end. Like yeah. it's hard to make that have legs or be, you know, like you have to do a bunch of other research to pull yeah. that out in any way like there's a lot of murders people are like i wish you would do this that we just can't because there's not it's just this sad short story of and there's no conclusion to it or like i've we've talked about this a couple times and there's been a couple people that tweeted but the georgia moses story who is the other little 12 year old girl who was murdered yes. in my hometown who is black and so she was basically the like the uh it's the opposite poly of polyclass class, where right. polyclass it was a national news story yeah. and nobody's ever heard of georgia moses and when i went i told people i would do that story and when i went to research it every single part of it is so depressing she was so abandoned and <sighs> not taken care of and this the you know n not supported in any way and no one helped her no adults in her life seemed to help her oh, no. she was such a it, it's just a sad story that like I, you know, it's that kind of thing where then I just, I kind of avoid it because it's like, how do I present this in a way that doesn't want to make you just cry at the end? Yeah. I think the word favorite is so, I, I just, I love, I love the stories and the mysteries and the horrific circumstances behind it in a way that means I fucking hate it so much that it makes me angry. Yeah. So that's what you I mean, it's just so hard to be like Jean Benet is my favorite. Jean Benet is really interesting to me because I think that it's so diabolical and insane. And then I, I just I don't know. There's no there's too many categories, yeah. I think to really pick one and to also I've answered that question differently every time 
we've yes, been asked it. Me too. Just and then we get asked like, what was your first one that you were interested in? For me, it changes all the time where like, I'll remember a new one and be like, oh yeah, I love that. Yes. Like, I just remember this morning that when I'm, when I was like 13, Jane's Addiction was my favorite band in the world. And I just remembered they had a song called Ted Just Admit It that was about Ted Bundy, which <laughs> made me look who the fuck is Ted Bundy and made me look into it. And that was, it's just like, you just, what was your first? What was, I don't know. What's your favorite? You it's, just, yeah, it's hard to remember those. Like there, everybody has a million defining moments yeah. or, a, or a million like it. I mean, like mine isn't even really a murder. I just remember how excited I got when I went to check out the Amityville horror book at my grammar school library and sister Rita Rose, who was the oldest nun in the game, in the world, still wearing a habit. And she had like gnarled old fingers. She looked like a character from a Stephen King novel. Oh my God. And she, I went to check that book out and she was so angry at me, but I was like, it's in the school yeah. library. Like it's not my fault. Yeah. Um, and I also checked it out multiple times, but that was like a, a oh God, I wonder if someone thing. went to that school right now and found that book and Karen Kilgariff's little name. <laughs> <laughs> took a photo of it. Someone please go do that. But I mean, you know, being that it's my birthday, we'll just say it was fucking over 30 years ago. Isn't that insane? It was so long ago. I bet it's still there. They don't rip those card catalog Dewey Decimal shit out of the books. I wonder. It's defacing well, it. I can get my friend Katie to go look because she works there. Katie! Do it. Go do it. Uh, what, were, what was the, I'm sorry. What was the question? I, no, I think no, we're just done. No, you okay. get, that was great. Great. Um, can you edit that? <laughs> Not kidding. It was great. Uh, Mary. Oh, sorry. Mary Ecky. I don't, Mary with E-K-E asks, what's the best, the best worst reaction that you've gotten from somebody uh, who doesn't share your love of true crime? Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter her promo code space 80. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient 
Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Well, I mean, there are those social media messages we get where it's like, woman of Satan, I'll kill you. (laughs) Or things like that, that we just immediately delete and report and don't pay attention to. You know what I did, which I know is a mistake, but it ended up making me feel really good, is I read the comments on a thing. We were in, we were on the Washington Post. We had an uh, interview and, uh, and which was so incredible and this past weekend and it was amazing and it's like legit and my mom went, Wapo! exclamation mark and then I told her about it and there were I started reading the comments and there were all these people of like how dare they this and that and every single one was was commented on by a fucking murderino very eloquently telling them why they were incorrect and why it was actually good and not in a dick way and it was just like we Aww. don't need we don't need to respond to those things because everyone's everyone's are, are there are bullies for us Thanks, right guys. and also the people that that stance of like the how dare you stance do you write to keith morrison and say how dare you for reporting the the murders that you do in, in a, a salacious yeah, way on salacious. 2020 or whatever you know what i mean yeah. like it's are you bringing this to other people's doors i bet they're not i bet they are keith call us let us know <laughs> can you come yeah. hang out with us you're the only one that could answer that question yeah. Scotty asks, how much money would you have to be paid to hitchhike across the country? <laughs> is that Scotty Landis? I bet it I is. Think, I think it was. Oh, no. Scotty's like, because I want to take you on a hitchhiking. And I want to, he's a producer. He's like, that's my new show pitch The new hitchhiking guys. show where it shows real time how killed we get. And Scotty doesn't intervene when we're actually getting killed. <laughs> he just keeps smiling. He's like, great. This is going to be a hit TV show. Uh, I would, I don't need money. We're, are we together? don't need money <laughs> i think you can set the terms of it oh no you have to be alone and it has no, to be tonight no, and tonight no, no. We have to leave tonight <laughs> we leave tonight and yeah. we have to do it alone yeah. no no so then but the well the monetary answer then would be i would it minimum six million dollars oh, i was gonna say a million god i'm cheap um i'm a cheap kill <laughs> yeah you I, gotta get, get that money up there what if karen you had to say you had to accept every ride that stopped. Like you couldn't be like, no, pass. You had. Well, to, then like- money wouldn't matter because I would definitely be dead. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, oh my god, what? But also, I don't think people pick up hitchhikers anymore. No, do they? I think. Well, but if you're a girl, I think it's different. That's true. But if you're murderable, that's different. I mean, I think me and my big tits are pretty murderable, <laughs> <laughs> and I would definitely be wearing a V-neck T-shirt. Six million. <laughs> <laughs>
Kidding. Six million for care and a million for me because I have eight cups. <laughs> I'm cheaper. Also, I just hate the idea of having to get into other people's cars. Like, you know, when you get like, like, like at Uber? festivals, you get picked up by some kid. It's his yeah. car and he's got weird shit hanging from the rearview mirror and yes. stuff. Like that. It's, it's not like that's a dream, even when they no. don't want to kill you, yeah. much less than when you're also feeling like you're in danger. I had an Uber the other day that it smelled like he had put his infected feet on every surface of oh. the uber on purpose did i already tell you this no on purpose that he had t- like singing his <laughs> fucking nursery rhyme touched every oh anyways uh, so well, no. but worse than that for me was why i kind of stopped taking ubers after a while is because the cologne oh, or my. whatever was happening where they were using either uh air freshener or it was cologne but i would roll the windows and i'd be like the middle of the night and they'd be like well are you are you hot? What's do you need me to turn on the air conditioner? No. And just be like, I can't breathe. Stop it. You and your Axe body spray are bumming me it, out. I don't. It's too much. It's a lot. Okay. Did we answer? Thanks, Scotty Landis, for playing ball. <laughs> um, since starting my favorite murder, has anyone who's oh, this is from Deborah. I keep forgetting to put the names. Whatever. Uh, since I'm, start- kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> since starting my favorite murder, has anyone who has been in your life for a long time told you a story that you never would have known if it wasn't for the mm, podcast? Everyone, for sure. Yeah, everyone. And in, or they they mentioned it, and now they tell you more details, or they remember another one, and they're like, oh yeah, yes, definitely. That's definitely happened. And they they don't. It's not weird when you ask them for more details, right? Well, my, the best example is my cousin, uh, my cousins texting me on, uh, was it Thanksgiving or Christmas to tell me that my cousin Marty, who is now a retired San Francisco policeman, was there and found the fingerprint that yes. broke the, the Night Stalker case. Amazing. And like they did, they like, put it together over there because my cousins listen. Why would and, they ever tell you that? Yes. And he was like, I was yelling at him because I was like, how could you not? And he was like, I don't think anybody ever wants to talk like about that. Like you're going to bring that up with your random cousin yes. that you see once every year. <laughs> hey, you know what I did? Yeah. I, I have, I just remember I had the same, the, the other day, like two weekends ago, I was with my family having lunch and because of the, you know, we were talking about the podcast and my uncle, who I, I see once every three years or something, was like, oh, yeah, I uh, I rented out my apartment to a mass murderer. And I, I was like, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> like, and he and I don't, you know, he's we don't really connect. And right. then we went and I was like, tell me everything. And I have it on my phone recorded. Do you remember the name? Of my of my uncle? No, no, your uncle. <laughs> yes, I have it recorded, and I feel like I should save it. Because yeah, yeah, save it. It's a good, it's a, it sounds amazing. You know this sarin gas uh, in Japan? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. he was in that cult. No, well, the, he re- rented it to that guy. He rented it to the head of that cult. No, yep, the guy that. Uh, yes. Wow. Okay. Should yeah. I just tell you, or should I? Rec- He's such a funny guy. I think I should save it and let let him tell you. Okay. Good. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Um, so yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, Amanda asks, um, would you ever have a pen, a, a, a pen pal with somebody in prison? No. No. Oh, what was that? <laughs> not, not what we're interested in. Uh, no, thanks. No. Um, Amber asks, what are some um, movies that you watched as a kid that frightened you, but you're still nostalgic about? Poltergeist. Ugh. Poltergeist. The best. Arachnophobia. Oh, if poor Michael, I for a while was a babysitter, like when I was super broke. And it was right after I 
started having seizures, so I couldn't drive. Uh-huh. Um, and I kind of couldn't do anything. And my friend Pat Buckles, God bless her soul, she was like, come and babysit the kids uh-huh. and I'll, t- I'll pay you, whatever. She took my car. So it was like she was paying me yeah. to be the babysitter and then she got to use my car. Cool. It was perfect. But anyway, Michael at the time, who's now like in his early 20s, but he was like five at the time. And we were hanging out one night and arachnophobia came on. I was like, do you want to watch this? He's like, yeah. He it's still funny. had like a little boy accent. Aww. Like, this is scary. Like Aww. that. I, it scared the shit out of him. And Pat <laughs> called me later and was like, really? Arachnophobia? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I had to relearn how to be a normal person with children. Because I was like, oh yeah, you're right. That's a, Spiders coming out of the shower that. head. I didn't take a shower as a kid oh. for years. No, for, uh, what, I still don't take showers. <laughs> uh, All baby powder. What were your movies? As a kid, um, I mean, The Exorcist, we saw. Oh, yeah. I mean, mine are older, but we would always see those movies that got rerun on At b- night, standard night. TV. So, like, The Texas Trilogy Chainsaw? of Terror. It's not a movie, but it was a TV show called The Trilogy of Terror. And anybody that was little in the 70s can tell you that it was the no. scariest fucking thing in the world. And we watched it. It was me and my sister. We were probably, like, seven and nine. Then my cousin Stevie was, like, 13. And then hit our older cousins were like in their 15 16 whatever we all watched it together with all the parents were out to dinner and it's the one where it has a little the last one is this little doll and i believe it's karen black is the person who owns the doll and it's like someone gave it to her uh from a you know they brought it back from some different country Uh and she gets up to take a shower and the doll that's like this tall is sitting there and it's has a thing around its neck, a necklace that says never take this off. And then the necklace drops off and the doll comes to life <gasps> and it has a little knife and it just tries to kill her. Why? And it's, it freaked us all out so bad that like that night we spent the night at my aunt Jean's and my cousin's TV got up in the middle of the night screaming. Oh my God. Like it was a, a whole event in that, in, in our family. I mean, well, we don't even need movies. We need all the news yeah. was like horrifying. And they were like, kids gather around yeah. and look at all these horrific. We're about to happening. eat dinner. Check this shit yeah, out. Check this shit out. <laughs> I was just watching Unsolved Mysteries the other night. And it's like uh, the, the, the song, the theme song makes me want to cry. Yes. And then um, what was the one that was like Twilight Zone, but it was newer. It was called Unexpected. What was it, Stephen? Unex- Stephen! Uh, Amazing story? Yes! Yes. They had some really fucking... Sc- and like all the ghost shit scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I think on... Ama- was it, were Amazing Stories based on true stories? Or were they, was it just I think fiction? so. Because I feel like that was the one. It was either the reboot of Twilight Zone or it was Am- Amazing Stories where there was a woman, a man picks his wife up after she has been attacked he picks her up from the hospital. Remember that? And as they're driving yes. home, she goes, that's there he him. Is. That's the man. And she freaks out. He gets out, kills yes. him, gets back in. And then she does it. She just keeps doing it the whole ride home. And suddenly he realizes he's oh. killed the wrong yep. man. Is that a, I think that's a Twilight Zone. But it was a new one. Oh, oh like it was right. modern. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah, it wasn't the old. It was great. You know who will know is um, Joe DeRosa, who is a yeah. Twilight Zone expert. Do you know? So Joe DeRosa, they, he and Pat Walsh have a, have a podcast that we've talked about called, Your, what is we'll it We'll See You in Hell. We'll See You in Hell. And I've met Joe DeRosa's mom, and she's she's got this accent, like Jersey-ish accent. She's like, well, when I was, 
I would make Joe at six years old watch these horror movies. She's obsessed with horror movies. And she was just talking about how she'd make Joe at six. I didn't want to watch him alone. So you make your five and six year old kid watch them with you. And it's like, Fuck. oh, I get your, I get Joe so much better now. Yeah. Cause he had to watch, had to watch these movies with his mommy. <laughs> Joe. Uh, okay. Sorry. Go uh, on. Not uh, sorry. Why am I sorry? Uh, no, never sorry. Um, Julia asks, what would your, what would your dream job in the true c- crime field be? Mm. Like if you could be in the true crime, like. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. I guess. Hmm. Go, going through of go, mm, crime scene analyst. Is that a thing? Can I go I through people's shit? Yes. That's all I want. Crime scene analyst is pro- sounds almost definitely like a real thing. I want to go to the estate sale of someone who got killed with the intent of finding out why they got killed. She's going to be a detective. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I want to be a detective. You want to be a detective? Yeah. Like a straight up, I don't, like, you know. Yes. I don't need a fancy fucking... Office? Title. <laughs> Money. Um... I'm trying to think. I feel like I would want to do something in the lab where they test things where people are waiting to see what the thing is. Really? Yeah, like I like the idea of being at ground zero when you find out this is definitely his blood, it's not his blood. <gasps> One of those things. That's cool. I don't... That's That seems clean and I want to get disgusting. Right. I want to get disgusting except for I want it to be like fictionally disgusting where it's interesting disgusting as opposed to regular bummer disgusting i i i imagine the first time i see the real really what it is i would change my mind but i did find (laughs) out that an ex-boyfriend was um worked at a uh morgue and would pick up the bodies yeah and i was fucking pissed that he got to do that after breaking my heart that he gotta then be something fucking cool and i didn't yeah did he appreciate it did he know that it was... I think he did, yeah. yeah. Um, Matt Myra also worked at for a funeral home. He did. He, I listened to his... Um, I think he was on Crab Feast, and he told the story. It was, I mean, amazing stories. But I feel like I don't even know enough about any of what it to know does. what my favorite thing would be. Yeah. But I think uh, the person who gets to call the lead detective <laughs> to say, we got him, Sonny. Or whatever. I want to be a podcast, a true crime podcaster. Oh, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think that's gonna work. That's out not a job. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been told. There's something about the sound of an old timey cash register that really takes me back. I know it sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. 
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Is it getting harder to find stories for the podcast? No. Not in the least. Oh, my God. There's, we have too many. Too, I have too many yeah. that I'm excited about. Yeah. The hard thing is actually for me finding them for live shows. Suddenly. The work, the work of putting it together in a cohesive, accurate, condensed way. There, it's just like that that's going to please people and having that consciousness of it and all that. I think it's just the self-consciousness. For of, live shows? Of all of it. Oh. Is that's what's hard for me. Yeah, it's very hard. It's hard, but for me, it's hard, but rewarding. And I enjoy it for our, for the podcast, but live shows is hard because you have, you want to do it somewhere near the town you're doing it, at least. I, I want, I, and then I realized that there's certain topics that you should, I shouldn't be covering in the live shows. So you don't want to do a bunch of child murders because then you get silence and that makes me self conscious and weird. So that part is hard for me. So when I do find one, I get really excited. But I don't have mine for this weekend. And it's Tuesday. And oh, my God, we have so much time. Because it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now our tour manager is my husband. And he's like, are you done? Do you need to do it? Georgia? No, we're not going out Oh, well, then he's fired. Do it. <laughs> we simply don't have to deal with that. <laughs> he's fired from being my husband. But he can still be the tour manager. That's right. Um... Oh, and that was from Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Um, and then Allie asks, she's been dying to know, after Miniso 25, did you two go to Barnes & Noble and get mechanical pencils and a day planner? We did. We sure did. Sure shit. Um, we, I couldn't wait, and so I went and got a day planner by myself. Right. Then we met up at Barnes & Noble to look to, to, and then George was like, well, let's go look at day planners. And then I was like, oh, I got one already. <laughs> 
but um but and we, then we did had sushi. that <laughs> then we ate a bunch of sushi uh and we just had a good old time at the americana yeah that's it glendale's grove What's uh, up, Madewell? <laughs> they love us. What's there. up, Madewell? What's up, Madewell? But also, sorry, Madewell, but then the J Crew that's across from the Madewell at the Grove is starting to feel very competitive because I went into the Madewell at the Grove. Sorry, this is, I mean, this is asshole corner. But I went into the Madewell at the Grove and the girl um, gave me a discount and we had a nice chat. And then I got a tweet later that day that was like, we like you better at the J crew across the street. Come in. Yeah. It was really hilarious. Can I do asshole corner real quick? And last night when I was at uh, the fucking Mecca of hipsterville of the Trader Joe's in Silver Lake (laughs) and one of the Trader Joe's workers who was like, I feel like they're on another plane of like coolness somehow. (laughs) Maybe it's because I filled out an application for Trader Joe's and they never hired me because I can't math. So it's like, yeah, yeah. You think you're better than me, but she yeah. was stocking salads, and she turns to me and just goes, ah, blah, blah, blah. you know, that's the thing. And I was just, I almost started crying, and I think I, I think I overdid it because she was just like, great, and like walked away because <laughs> I almost started crying. And she's like, this isn't what I wanted from telling her this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get, we have nice fans. Yeah. Um, oh, where to go? Oh, Eve asks. Um, a stat I've heard slash seen slash read over the years is that there are approximately 87 active serial killers in the U.S. right now. Do you think this is accurate? Too high? Too low? I just read an article that said there were 40. I know. I, I've seen lower, like 30 to 40. But I mean... That's too many. I Also, they don't know. It's all conjecture. So it's like, we think it's this. But then when, when the Killing Field series was on, yeah. it made it seem like there were 500 active serial killers. I mean, it was like... There's tons. A number I'm more interested in is how many clandestine graves are there. Like right now, Karen, you're sitting in front of a, tra- a tapestry of a beautiful forest. And it's like, I, whenever, and when we were driving, uh, we were on a road trip to a locate to do a live show. And I was staring at the window and looking at the fields. And all I could think of was how many dead bodies are buried out there? Yep. Because there's got to be so many. So serial killers, I don't know. Yeah. But dead bodies. That's what you want to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an interesting, there's a really good, um, I believe it's in the Sandman series by Neil Gaiman, but if I'm wrong, man, are people going to be mad at me. But <laughs> there was one of the comic books, and the whole thing was about how all the serial killers were meeting up at a motel for the, did you read that yes! one? Yes. For the, for the serial killer convention that they were having? That was an American Gods, was it? No. Oh, that was all the gods because <laughs> it's called american you fucking yes yes similar feel but yeah. i'm pretty sure it was oh that's sandman interesting and it was so i think about that all the time we're like do they know each other I bet they hate each other yeah i mean yeah because they want to be the yeah i bet they're like they're not doing it right yeah wonder wonder mm. uh jordan asks so my husband got me this Bluetooth whistle thing that should I blow it, a text with help, and my GPS location is sent to three of my contacts. It keeps updating with my GPS until I check in and verify I'm fine. My question is, what do you think about this kind of technology? Would you guys carry one, and do you think it'll be common in the future? What if it just picked whatever, it was like a roulette of whatever contacts, and it was like your ex-boyfriend <laughs> and some guy you met at a fucking... Someone that you used to work with yeah. that you do not <laughs> talk like, to anymore. What? I'm sorry, what? Help. <laughs> I The first thing I thought of, like, I love the idea of that. But if in my hands, like this oh. weekend, I was at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Yeah. Super fun. Great. I must have lost my glasses five times. <laughs> and a couple of the times they were in my pocket. 
And I would just like, in the second I thought they were gone, I would Panic. was freaking out. And like, I left them at the last place. I would start walking back to places. Oh my God. The whole nine yards. Uh, but so that being said, what I mean is I have that thing of like, I'm going to be sending help to people and never right. meaning it after a while. Just like the fable, everyone's like, it's just her thing where she touches it all the time. But actually, I'm at the bottom of a well. You know, it's going to backfire well, on eventually me. we'll know. Eventually, after three days of, have you heard from Karen? No. Yeah, but the way I am of like flaking on people and late, it's going to be like three months later. You're like, should we check on Karen? Oh, I, she might be mad at me or whatever. <laughs> just like never come over. I almost got you for your birthday. This like, it was this like journal notebook and it just said on the front, uh, excuses for why I can't go out. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. So true. I mean, dude, I need that too. I mean, I was like, do I have a stomach ailment? Like this weekend was great because I was trying to do a fake, uh, not a real fast. And I was like, I can just tell everyone that I can't go out and they'll get it because we're in LA. Yes, that's right. That's a classic. And then I had a pretzel. <laughs> that pretzel looks oh, so good. Georgia honey. texted me the pretzel, the picture of the pretzel that was breaking her fast. And I wanted to reach through the phone and grab it away from her. The York and Highland Park. And as I was walking back to my car, we're, Vince and I are walking across the crosswalk and this couple and one of them is like a model, like one of the most beautiful women. And she said, hi, Georgia. And I was like, I absolutely don't know anyone who looks like that. <laughs> and I said, hi, like I not hi. I said, hi. But I, then she tweeted at me and was like, I said hi to you. I'm a fan of the podcast. And I was like, I know because I would have known that I know a model. Oh, it's my model friend, Gloria. It's my model friend. <laughs> Yes. Tangent. Um, I also, Tangent. I also, the first thing I said when I got here was like, that pretzel looks amazing. Mm -hmm. It will. It, I just was like, like, oh my pretzel. God. So it was so big. You and had it. It looked like a cartoon pretzel. Yes, that's right. York and Highland Park, shout out. To yeah. Tom. Well done on your pretzel game. Um, Alyssa asks, do you think you guys could get away with murder? No. No, I don't think. No. I would leave my glasses there. <laughs> <laughs> Leopold and Loeb shout out <laughs> for real <laughs> I would confess yeah I think I just couldn't carry that around with me no 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 that's even considering it makes me feel guilty yeah. like it's everything about it, it is so no, terrible I just I can't you know I, I wouldn't get away with it because I don't think because in my mind I would think I couldn't get away with it so I would just go insane and I would probably kill myself and leave a note I just couldn't do it yeah but then you'd already killed somebody else so then it was just like it would just be a total wipe yeah just no one no nobody everybody loses yeah i i did once know a person who was not related to me or in my friend circle or whatever it was like somebody else's somebody and they were such an awful person to be around uh, such an awful person that i was like in my mind i was like i could poison that person it would never get back to me because i have no connection right and i know it would be a solution for a lot of people's lives <laughs> But, you know, that's the thing, I think, is you can't have any ties. You can't have any ties, but you'll still have ties because in this day and age. Yeah. With the everything is traceable. There's no perfect crime. You can't do it. And DNA. There's no I mean, there's no thing that doesn't tie you back. Even poison. It's like, well, they can trace why where people bought this poison. Yes. There's no way. There's no way. Also, don't kill people. Also, yeah, this uh, then in me killing this person I think is so terrible makes me worse than that person. Right. So. Right. End of thought process. Listen, stop it. Don't get life insurance policies. Stop it. Okay. Um, 
Charlotte asks, um, if you had a chance to go back and be involved in an investigation mm. of any serial killer or unsolved case, which one would it be and why? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ser- oh, like, can we listen? I know you didn't write this, even, <laughs> but I want some clarity. Like from the beginning, let's say. Ooh, uh, Don't look at that paper. Tell Stephen you're answering this <laughs> from the beginning. Uh, I'm gonna say, yeah, you're hit the ground running. You're like first call. Well, Jean Benet. I'd say Zodiac. Ooh. I just recently rewatched, and I talked about it, but rewatched that movie at Santa Family. So uh, it's oh, such, cool! It's such a good movie. It's so he's perfectly making a made. new a new serial killer movie, right? I know. Yep. What is it? Is it the one about the the British guy? I don't know. I, someone Carlos. told me about it and I got so excited. I think I wrote it in my calendar. I think my friend Carlos, who is like, we're, we've been friends for a long time, but as soon as he, I started this, he found out about this podcast. He just sends me shit all the time yes. about like murder. The best. Great. And he sent me the trailer. I haven't seen it, but. Uh, we watched it together, didn't we? Probably. I bet we did. Okay. Uh, so you're probably the person I'm talking about when I say someone told me about it. <laughs> We're great. I mean, our worlds are just combining. Inesh. I think we saw each other every day last week. <laughs> we really did. <laughs> like, not even, just as like, and I was probably wearing a new vintage dress in every single one. <laughs> and I was wearing my same meeting shirt every single day. <laughs> um, okay, that's a great one. Yeah. That's a, that's a hard one, because I feel like JonBenet is easy. It's obvious. <sighs> But Zodiac is clues and shit. Oh, sorry. I meant Zodiac with Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I just would like to be around him doing some very honorable and noble police work Fair enough. in the 70s of San Francisco. Um, let's see. I think we're winding down. Uh, More. I love talking about myself. <laughs> uh, if you were an inmate on death row, Julia asks... Um, this is the same Julia as Fried before. Chicken. Is she going to ask that? Fried yeah, chicken. What, you want your final meal? Fried chicken. <sighs> I knew that was, I fucking, I Just love fried those chicken? photos. I do too. That, oh man. There was a girl, the girl who got so drunk at one of our shows that she vomited and crawled out. And crawled out. <laughs> fucking. Who was lovely. Just fist in the air to you, girl. Turned out to be a lovely girl. Uh, had done a uh, dinner party of last meals. And I think she like bought 14 buckets of KFC, <laughs> yep. you know, like did the whole thing. Yeah. Serving that stuff up. I mean, what would you do? Because I could go eat KFC right now if I wanted to. I'd fucking hate myself. But sorry, are you saying you would do just full only no, fried no, chicken? No. Oh, gosh, no. Or a full KFC like buffet? Yeah. Okay. Which, <laughs> remember when we were driving to Philadelphia and they had a KFC buffet? restaurant yes that's <laughs> my, right my dream anyways what would yours be what <laughs> uh let's see i mean i guess it would ha- i would have to do my what i call my quote-unquote special occasion foods that i eat constantly <laughs> pretending that it's my birthday all the time which is like mac and cheese from where like it has to be a place um or just like a kind is there like i guess like um Shit, I'm trying to think of like where's a place like a soul food restaurant okay. mac and cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, probably I guess like a soul because fried chicken. I guess you're right. Soul yeah. food would like those baked beans, that kind of stuff. But also, I was gonna say, um, mac and cheese, uh, one of those soft pretzels with yeah. the cheese dip. Yeah, something like that. Now my mouth's just watering and I it's know, gross. I'm hungry. I'm glad this is ending. Um, <laughs> what was I? Oh, uh. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, waffle chicken and waffles. Well, oh, I was going to say we're, we have a little road trip this weekend on our tour, and there is a White Castle. Yes, as far as Vince is concerned or says. Yeah, and I've never been to an actual White Castle restaurant. I've near, had them frozen so many drunk times. Yeah, and I'm really excited to go to a real hot out of the bag we neither of us as california girls have ever had that experience never of, of white castle out of the bag hoping there's a waffle house but i'm not sure if there is but either way we're gonna get our white castle we're getting a white castle it's exciting um lauren asks um just curious to know what your thoughts are on making a murderer i loved it yeah. i watched it i think that was near the beginning of us of this yeah. podcast because i watched it I started it at seven o'clock at night and stayed up all night and watched it through the night and into the next morning. Yeah. And then I remember telling you about it after I did that. Yeah. I just couldn't stop watching it. It was, it was an incredible, incredible show. Yeah. With people who seemed ca- like they were from central casting of either yeah. inept or totally corrupt politician types. It was amazing. And then I was, I went to, and you were supposed to come to the Strand and, Sturm and Drang what was yep. it um Strand and Dean yeah uh like they had a Q&A or like a talkie times yes it was great they're fucking badass motherfuckers yeah yeah it was great this question comes from city life office uh-oh uh-oh uh you're here they're serving us with their papers <laughs> through Stephen. you're <laughs> under arrest it's all been a ruse um <laughs> city life office asks uh, what does a day in the life of Karen and Georgia look like? Oh, God. Tell me your ta- You want to tell me your day today? We get up out of our bunk beds. <laughs> Georgia slips into a vintage dress. I a put house, my meeting shirt on. A house dress. On. Karen loses her fucking mind because I'm in a house dress. I panic, <laughs> even though it's eight in the morning. Uh, I woke up l- late and went to therapy. Yeah, that's, that's I screamed at a chair for the first time. Interesting. Have in a role that? playing situation. Yeah. How'd it feel? Hard. It was really hard. Cried like, cause it felt stupid or it was hard emotionally. It felt stupid, but it was really hard emotionally. And I fucking bawled, which I don't do in therapy. Yeah. You got to get that stuff out. It felt good. Turns yeah. out I have a ton of anger. Mm-hmm. I'm just keeping inside of me. Hello. And welcome to my world. <laughs> do you do, have you ever done that? I've never done that before. I don't before. keep it inside me. No, uh, because I don't have a problem expressing anger or crying at all. I'm right there on the edge at all times of all, any emotion that you could name, willing to serve it up uh, with a just a little bit of uh, glaze on the top. Because we'll get I'm, ready for cunt screamy Georgia. Because she is that the new your new phase. She's coming up. Yeah, it's happening. She I wants the world to know. I'll back you up, girl. She's fucking pissed off shit. I get you, mom. You dicked me over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll back you up, girl. You guys scream it out. My therapist was so happy. Like I could see she was on the edge of her comfy sofa chair. (laughs) Yep. And she was like, almost like cheering. And I was like, oh, I'm doing this right. Finally, after two and a half years of therapy. What did you do today? She broke you open. She broke me open. Well, and just so you know. Cadbury cream egg. I was. (laughs) (laughs) Then you got your stuff all over over that chair. Um, I was raised in a household of yellers and confronters always. So... To me, it's not only, I mean, I get upset when I know I, uh, when I know I'm going to upset other people or when other people are upset, mm-hmm. um, which then makes me need to get mad so that you don't get to have oh. your feelings, but I still get to do my thing. Like preemptively, uh, like shielding yourself from what's about, not sh- even shielding yourself, just like, it's like preparing the guilt. for it. Oh. 
recoil maybe I, whatever it just all becomes a thing but like my dad uh, just saying that because in our family my dad would answer the phone yelling <laughs> so that when people would be like is karen there he'd be like hold on a second and then i would pick up the phone and almost like eight out of ten times my friends would go are you in trouble and i'd be like no what are you talking about <laughs> because the the volume and the like oh. emotion level in our house was always at eight so you must have a lot of tension yeah oh yes I have more than my fair share of tension. And also that kind of like being yeah. criticized when you're criticized all the time or like teased all the time, then you have a sensitivity that doesn't make sense. That'll come out and it doesn't make sense to people when it's because it's kind of like a lifelong uh, raw nerve that if it's yeah. like a very random one and then if you touch it, good night. Zapped. Good night. Like a you're fucking getting- mosquito thing. Yeah. <laughs> and there's malaria and what you, the fuck? Get, you get the malaria and the mosquito catches on fire it's exciting <laughs> um mine is the a, a timidness so i say you don't get to fucking see my anger i'm gonna put it inside me and get <laughs> gastrointestinal issues because of my anger who's inside of me yeah yeah it's, i think that's very common with women yeah because it's not Certainly not feminine, considered typically feminine or in any way attractive to be. When I got home from therapy, I had to say to Vince, is it okay that I'm mad at you? Like over this thing? Yeah. Like I couldn't even be mad at him. I had to make sure it was okay. Well, it's very scary. Yeah. There's a great book called The Dance of Anger. Not to be totally weird about this. No, we need a, this is a thing. Well, this is a book I read and it's because it's this amazing breakdown of how people who are angry or use anger what they're actually doing and because it's very intimidating and it's very shocking a lot of times and if you if you do it correctly you can really control people with your emotions to a point well my mom did that for sure yeah so you kind of it's just like that would happen in my house is like if you had a a complaint people would just yell you down with their bigger complaint or if you right. if you were angry they were angrier about something else so it was just like you could never really have the floor because that was a very threatening thing to have a problem with like the system oh, God. it was like unjustified or your anger was compounded because they wouldn't listen to it too. yes it wasn't just your anger wasn't justified in someone else's eyes never and also it was always i'm i was the dramatic one so it was like no matter what i was doing i was being over dramatic uh so yeah that's insanely frustrating what's the book called oh it's called the dance of anger and it's basically like when angry people shut you down um like it's a it's the perfect way to get people to stop doing whatever they're doing because you're intimidating them but if you can get through that and not be intimidated you can get that angry person to actually (sighs) break open because there's you paint yourself into a corner when you're like the angry shouter reactor yeah and you don't ever get to learn and grow and all this and and actually like communicate what you re- what the right. real problem is well you show me that too where it's like when i've gotten angry with you it's like what's what's really going on and i want to be like nothing you fucked up <laughs> and then it's like oh well i'm into intim- i feel sad and intimidated over this thing and i'm panicking and yep. it's like oh my god it's really scary to be vulnerable it's horrifying that worked um and it's yeah. easier to be angry because that's the first yeah. thing. It's just like the thing that shoots up first. You go with that, maybe double down on it, and then you're free and clear because everyone backs away. Yeah. But then for me, having to And it's lived even my life harder like than at that point to come back and be like, well. No, yeah, you can't. There's no, I mean, talk about like rigidity and like you really have to then, 
it's like it's like 90s stand-up comedy where all we did was go like that person sucks that person sucks and then suddenly you're like well then everyone's my enemy like yeah. doesn't make sense it doesn't and everyone's just trying why do they suck yeah um and also really because what you're saying is i suck yeah crying today was really helpful and i'm really excited to go in my closet and put a chair in the corner and <laughs> scream at it <laughs> i can't wait that's good it's gonna be great that's you've got your like your elbows deep in the good stuff this right is now. the first time she's been like here we go and i'm like <laughs> why have i been paying you for the past two years when you should have tell me to scream it and fucking cry because it takes that's the thing about therapy it, like i remember in like year seven with my therapist going Ooh, I feel like we just chipped something off. And she's like, that's right. Like, we're just chipping away a calcified wall Ugh. of bad ideas <laughs> that we're s pretty soon we're going to get to a door. And right. then I'm going to be too scared to open that door. Well, what was so funny to me is last week, you and I were having dinner at a place. And then I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to one, every other week with my therapist. I think I'm good right now. And then later I was like, yeah, my therapist said to me that next week we're going to get into the deep mom stuff. And you were like... So you're going to go see her every other week, huh? And it was like, <laughs> so obvious. I was like, I can't deal with that. Yeah. I'm going to go not see her anymore. Yeah. And that made me be like, maybe don't not go see her every other week. <laughs> maybe you really fucking need to get into the shit. Now. Sorry, I caught you. I caught <laughs> you, you fucking cock blocked me so hard. Yeah. I'm not seeing my therapist. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You're I, welcome. It was really great today. You're welcome. I'm glad that makes me very happy to hear. Yeah, that's good. So Everyone? those are that's basically how our days go. Oh yeah! If, we're, if that's not what we're doing, it's what we're talking about. <laughs> Therapy is life, man. <laughs> really, and also uh, what I told Georgia at one point, I can't remember. We got into a fight about some dumb thing, yeah. and then after when we had a great talk about it. Yeah. That's the thing I love the most is that we always have the best talks. We yes. get further along. Yeah, I yeah, it yeah. makes me so happy for sure, and it makes me happy to be friends with you. Thank you, me too. Um, but we're growing and learning, we really are. And at one point, like, I told I told Georgia, I go right at this point, I. Feel Feel like i'm being paid to maintain a good relationship with you like that's all we yeah. have to do that's what this podcast is is making sure that what if like nobody listens and it was just our therapist feeding into like the, <laughs> they were all the twitter people and they were all the like people buying tickets to the shows and just giving away for free being like god they're learning so much finally what great therapists that oh are really god. dedicated to yeah, us totally that'd be amazing what were what you gonna hopes. say you were gonna say that we you're being paid to this? oh no just that joke oh. of like that that's and also, I, my therapist actually said that to me. She's like, if you can make this relationship with Georgia work, you can make any relationship work, which oh is, God. of course, after you get a divorce, you become convinced that you just simply can't do it. Right. And so why try and why, yeah. uh, why like, why go back to, you know, a ground zero type situation and be like, oh, I guess I'll do this again we'll and fuck it again. up again and, yeah. and be bad at this again. And eight months or in five years, it'll fucking implode. Yeah. Nope. It could actually work with the right temperament and the it's like a resilience a quality of resilience and a quality of being willing to say i made a mistake can we fix it yeah that's all yeah you know what we're all human that's right uh that was really beautiful thank you Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen kept putting the microphone when he thought it was over and then we just kept going like, can i interrupt you oh, guys yeah. just oh, no. please stop like, keep this going Stephen was like i wasn't can you guys stop i'm not recording we've got so many more questions <laughs> no. um should we end on that and play jesse's uh murder or is there a really good one that you want to end right. with Stephen? there's one good one to end with okay okay um 
And then one note, because people were asking what my favorite murder was, and oh. it's Selena from episode 32. That's right. Yeah. That was my favorite murder. Because you remember it as a child, right? Yeah, it had, it had that same kind of impact when, when people talk about that thing where you saw on the TV or... And you grew up in a Mexican-American yes, family. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. And so you, you, it was just something you talked about all the time. So. Yeah. Well, and it's so shocking. Uh, yeah. It's so... I think about that one a lot, too, where it's just so unnecessary and so tragic that... And so surprising the way it happened. It wasn't a, you know, a male, f- rabid male fan. It was just this insanely mentally ill woman. And yeah. it's so unnecessary and sad. Yeah. And at that point of it, the tr- double tragedy or the extended tragedy of that she was just about to potentially cross over and kind of become this I don't know if symbol it was Latin American or whatever Mexican American star that was like suddenly it's like these are here's another kind of music that you can get into and listen to and hear yeah. like she was just she was basically on that train of it everybody like knowing a her wonderful person too yeah. sorry Stephen um, so this is this question I had to print out the email for it because uh, it's sort of a hometown as well the. Uh, headline is Would You Marry a Serial Killer's Son? Um, Hello, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and Fur Babies. Uh, Love the podcast. You hold a special place in my heart. I'm really curious to know what each of you would do in this situation. A relative of mine met the love of her life, and after a whirlwind of romance, he sat her down for a serious chat. He said that he would love to have a future with her, but before they went any further, she needed to know that his father was in jail for killing and dismembering a large number of sex workers. My relative decided to stay with her man, and they are now married with children. I guess the next thing to do is decide when to tell her children about their grandfather before they can discover it online (laughs) for themselves, if they choose. Uh, What would you do? Oh, well, I would definitely continue a relationship with that person. They're not responsible for their father's actions and the fact that they, they... understood the severity of it enough to to sit them before it was very you know before they were in deep let them know because understanding that that's a choice someone would make that's very mature and well also, i would never hold that against someone yeah i would i would never no. hold that against anybody and it's that they're actually a victim as well totally. like it's it's not um if there's anything it would just be like how difficult that would be for a person it would almost, I feel like I would like to think I would have even more empathy for that person because they had gone through such a serious life oh. challenge um, and their relationship. And I mean, everything about that would be so hard for that person. I would just feel such deep um, empathy, sadness and empathy yeah. for them that it would almost be the opposite of like, I wouldn't break up with them. Never. And as for the kids, I feel like he slowly introduced like, you know as they understand what grandmas and grandpas are and what about dad's dad, where's dad, you know, you say he did a very bad thing and he's in jail. He's in prison forever for it. Or, you know, and you slowly let them know, you, you know what I really give more information to them. Yeah. Because I realized this and it's weird that I've never said this before. And I, in no way was holding it back. I just kind of mentally like re- <laughs> rediscovered it recently. Mm-hmm. But my mother's father died when she was 21 so i never knew him Mm -hmm. um but i found out when i was a full-grown adult i think probably in my late 20s Mm -hmm. my dad told me he was stabbed to death in a bar fight holy shit that's and that's how he died that's how he died but my we were always told he died of a heart attack 
Oh. And so it wasn't till much, much later. And I didn't, like, I didn't know anything about it, but I only recently realized where I'm like, oh, actually. Isn't that funny when it's your own thing? You don't. It's my own thing, but I also don't, I have no connection to it except to know, like, my mother never spoke about it. And she oh. never, like, she, it, for the story she kind of put out there was like, he just died of a heart attack. Like, don't worry about it. And, and she didn't like him because he was a really bad alcoholic mm-hmm. and he had, you know, he was, he had a lot of problems. Wow. So it was almost just like, that's the side of the family. You what don't talk about as much. Tragedy. I know. It's not weird. I don't know if it's my story to tell, but I'll just say that Vince's grandfather, he never met, who was a police officer who died in the line of duty. And so his, the grandfather he grew up with was his step grandfather. And it's just this, like, they didn't talk about it either. Yeah. I feel like more people than you would know. Yeah. Like if you ask people like about the tragedies in their family, you'd be shocked how many have humongous ones that they just simply don't discuss. Because they've grown up with it as a secret or as a thing and nobody will discuss it with them or yeah. them wanting to know more about it is they're a, they're a bad person for wanting to know more about it. They're opening wounds or they're, yeah. Like it's, know. it's very, it's too sensitive or yeah. it's interesting. It is interesting. Um, that's that's a good question. Yeah. Yep. Hope. Good luck with that. <laughs> everyone. That uh, was it. Yep. That's the Q and a. Wow. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. I, I mean, yeah, I, I like, let's just change the podcast. That <laughs> took questions for us. <laughs> Um, you guys, thanks for sending 400 questions oh my in, God. in such a short time. And we'll Steven, do it again sometime and get for and sure get other ones. And Stephen, thank you for going through all of those. Yes. Were there a lot of weird ones? No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, these were some great questions that I liked. Thank uh, you. Good job. Those were really good. Stuff. Yeah, those were really good. Thank, thank you. you. Um, we have a, a quick hometown um, that I, this is a murder I've always, I, I saw this one years ago on like a dateline or some stuff that I couldn't do because it was kind of one of those small ones. But then I found out when I met Vince that uh, Vince is one of Vince's best friends, Jesse pop was directly connected to this murder. Wow. Yeah. And so Jesse pop fucking hilarious comedian. He just came out with his new album called I'm the best, <laughs> which is so funny. If you know, Jesse pop that that's, it's just so hilarious. It's him and- in a Robocop costume. That he actually really wore to a Halloween party at a bar. But he's like got a solo cup and he's drunk. He's just (laughs) such a funny person. And I I watched the live taping of this uh, comedy album and my fucking God, he's one of the best joke writers I've ever heard. He's among the comedy community. He's known as one of the best stand-ups there is. Yeah. So So it's an album worth buying. Yes, for sure. I'm the best. It's on uh, iTunes and all the places you buy stuff. And so here is uh, Jesse Pop's hometown... Wait a, let me put it on speaker. Okay. All right, this is my uh, <clears throat> hometown murder. Uh, about six, seven years ago, I was uh, living in New York and I ran out of money, so I went back home to Michigan and through family got a job at uh, the locals uh, apple orchard there. And I was just kind of like, you know, ride the tractor and, you know, doing shit you can do when you don't know how to farm. And uh, But there was just one kid there and I talked to him a few times, and he kind of, I mean, he wasn't, he just struck me as a little squirrely, nothing too crazy, and then I asked a few people, a lot of people, just like shooting the shit, I was like, so, so what's up with this kid? They're like, oh, he's nice and all this, and it didn't really stick in my mind 
And then, you know, I saved up some money, went back to New York, and then a year later, this kid got arrested for murdering his mom. I thought, oh, that's well crazy. And then turns out what was going on is uh, she, the mom, was uh, schizophrenic and bipolar and also very, uh, very religious and wasn't taking her medicine because she thought it was sorcery. And she had gotten so far gone, she was like stashing knives in her headboard and but for like tracking devices in her bloodstream and all this. Oh. And then also, uh, the dad had started stepping out and there's also like a little before the murder, she had been arrested for strangling this kid because he was trying to get her to take her medicine. And then also he had a younger sister who the mom was homeschooling still for some reason. So there's mm. a lot going on, <clears throat> even though in the news, they'd be like, uh, you know, the perfect family, which is not <laughs> what was going on anyway. So it was a very uh, grisly scene, I guess, where there, uh, no one broke in, no signs of force, and no anything. Someone took a two-by-four and basically bashed her head open uh, a bunch of times and then took a knife and stabbed her in the throat a bunch of times. And oh. There was blood and stuff. And this kid said that he had been, his alibi was that he had been planting bushes for a neighbor lady, which turned out to not to be true, and then he... Uh, punched into work and his hands were all fucked up and he told people it was for moving pallets which uh, moving pallets doesn't really get your hands the way that his were so he got arrested and um he got convicted because you know people were defending him and saying there's no way he did it because he's so nice and uh but uh he got arrested and he's gonna do at least i think 20 or 30 years or something and uh i yeah that, that so uh, take your medicine and uh, don't kill your mom. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Jesse. That's exactly right, Jesse. <laughs> take your medicine and don't kill your mom. Please. The other thing he didn't mention in that the uh, apple orchard was his sister, Jesse's sister's apple orchard. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I've been there, Spicer's, and I had a fucking apple cider donut in oh, Michigan. Oh, the best. Oh, my God. The best. This took me there in, in Michigan, and it was amazing. That's uh, so intense. I know. Did you ever see the, like, 2020 or 48 hours about that one? It, the story f- sounds familiar, but as I was listening to him tell it, I was like, is it familiar because he's yeah. told it to me before? Because sometimes he'll wear the, te- the Spicer's Apple Orchard t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is, is, it, is he an ironic hipster? And he's like, no, I used to fucking work here. Wow. Um, that was a great way to end a really fun question. I know. Wow. <laughs> Uh, next ma- next uh, mini-sode, Hometown Murder, I'll play my uncle's oh, yeah, sarin awesome. gas situation. Amazing. I know. I love it. Um, thanks, Jesse. That Jesse Pop, buy his album. I'm the best. I'm the best. Vince Averill, my husband, put it out on his record label. What's his record label called? It's called um, Capsule Records. What if I fucking didn't know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, that's oh, slow motion. If like, think Steven, of the T-shirt. Cut this. Uh, <laughs> well, that was awesome. Thank you, Stephen, for that, doing that. Yeah, and thank you guys for sending in those questions. It was so much fun. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. Elvis, you're sitting right here. Do you want a cookie? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he said it right. He poked his head into the microphone leaned up like a voiceover actor and <laughs> meowed into the microphone you're the best good job bubby bye that's amazing that was hilarious <laughs> it's my time to shine the pool.